Hey, everybody. In this podcast, I had the great pleasure of interviewing Christine George, who is a dear friend of mine. She's also the head of marketing for Leading Edge Real Estate. She is the founder of the Believe in Balance blog. And you guys, we had a great conversation about what it's like to raise boys. So for those of you who are raising boys, I know you will enjoy this conversation. And now on with the show. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above, and ready to level up your social media game, you're in the right place. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Katie Lance podcast. Uh, I am so excited because in this episode, we have a very special guest to our podcast today. Uh, My good friend, Christine George, is someone that I have known for quite some time. If you've been following me for any period of time, you know she's part of our Get Social Smart Academy. She is uh, a leader in the real estate space, and I'm going to read her official bio here in just a minute. Uh, But I'm, I'm super excited because I wanted to have a podcast conversation about raising boys. And as I sat down to have this conversation and really talk about it, I was like, you know what, I'm not just going to do a solo podcast. I'm going to bring someone else on who I know we would have a great conversation. So Christine, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you today. Oh my God, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I know we, we talk offline about raising our boy, our boys all the time. So this is kind of, kind of cool to be able to share kind of our own experiences and our our thoughts about it with everyone else, the yeah. world, the Kate Lance <laughs> posse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So for those of you who don't know Christine George, Christine is a marketing professional, a real estate enthusiast, a mom, a wife, a yogi. Uh, she oversees all marketing related activities for leading edge real estate. She's also responsible for leading the business planning process for agents, which includes business planning, strategies, coaching, accountability. Her passion is her yoga practice and her blog, Believe in Balance, which is an awesome blog. You have to check it out. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. And her blog is where she shares her experiences and provides tools and resources to help people create a more balanced life. So excited for our conversation. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Let's dig right in. What are we going to talk about first? <laughs> so I let, let's kind of set the stage for people who may not um, know, know you or know me. Uh, for those of you listening, I, as some of you may or may not know, I'm a mom. Uh, we have two boys. They are 10 and 13. Um, Owen and Luke and Christine, your son yeah. is Gil. Yeah, he, our he, son. Yeah, <laughs> he's eight. He'll be nine in like three weeks. Wow. Okay. So yeah. So Owen and and uh, wait, no, Luke. Luke. <laughs> yeah. I always get your kids mixed up. Luke and Gil are almost the same age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they they're already really close. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah. this would be good to talk to because we, I think we are at this unique stage where like our kids aren't baby babies. Um, and they're not teenagers yet, although Owen is 13 now, which is crazy. So I guess technically yeah. he's a teenager, but we're sort of in this unique space. And so I kind of want to just dive in and talk about, you know, I know when it comes to parenting and especially boys, there's a lot of myths <laughs> that are out there about sons and raising boys. Um, and I would just love to hear from you, you know, what are what are some of those myths that maybe you thought you had, and then is there anything along the way that's kind of surprised you as you, as as you have gone along this journey? Well, I think, you know, one of the, one, I'm not sure if it's a myth or 
maybe it is a myth that came true was they, you know, people used to say, you know, oh, boys, they put boys, they stereotype boys into this. Oh, they're, they're going to choose trucks. They're going to choose weapons, whatever, you know, give them a doll and they're going to choose the truck. And I have found that to be true. Now, having said that, my child will play family with the little girls across the street, <laughs> but he does, he's incredibly physical and he will make a weapon out of anything. He makes, you know, bow and arrows out of sticks and strings. So, you know, that myth actually wasn't a myth. It actually came true in my case. I mean, they, he, he definitely has boy energy. He definitely chooses more typically boy, um, toys and games when it comes to that. Um, but I think when it comes to parenting at the end of the day, I think they're really, they're just little people, little reflections of us, you know, whether they're boys or girls. And I think as parents, one of the things that we have to remember is they are a reflection of us. They are watching us. They are um, listening, even when we don't think they're listening and they're going to, they're going to speak that and, and act that way, you know, um, act what they see and speak what they see, speak what they hear. So I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, no, I, I can relate. I mean, I know we've talked about this offline. I mean, the, I think the physicality for me really, really surprised me and maybe it's because I'm a girl, but, and, yeah. and I think having the two boys that we have, you know, they're, they're just so physical with each other. Um, and then and that's not always necessarily a, a bad thing. I think, you know, to your point about some myths that are, you know, true and some that are just really myths, I think, the flip side of that is, you know, they're also really lovable, you know, yeah. and they, and I'm, yeah. I'm loving, I'm loving that. And I'm, I'm hoping that that will continue, you know, as, as they know. get, as they get older, I know. Um, you know, but no, and, and I agree. And I, and I also agree that, yes, everything seems to be a, a weapon <laughs> and everything seems to be, and I would actually love to kind of touch on that because I know you, again, you and I, we've talked a lot about this and in, in other, in other scenarios, but it I don't know if this bugs you, but it really bugs me that I feel like so many toys and video games and clothing, like there's just this underlying aggressiveness, right, yes. of weapons and everything's got a gun. And, you know, it just, again, I think it sort of speaks to like these stereotypes, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what are mm -hmm. your thoughts about that? I'm sure you've seen that too. I mean, I definitely have seen it. Um, we, we, we're pretty strict in our house. Um, we don't have any, you know, video games that are violent. Um, we have a block on YouTube on his iPad. Um, you know, See, we're, you're we're, good. We need to I, do that. <laughs> well, I'm not in the business of social media. It's tougher for you. Plus, you know, your older boy, you have the older boy, so he's exposed to more, but yeah. you know, we're, we're tough, pretty, though. it is hard and we're pretty strict about it, but, um, be, like you said before, like they're still at that age where they like to snuggle yeah. um, and hug. And like, I was telling somebody today that, you know, my son will like, he'll get into the bathtub. Some, he just still doesn't take a bath all the time anymore, but yeah. when he does, he'll want me to come in and sit down and chit chat with him. <laughs> that's so cute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's our time to like connect that and in the car um, yes. or walking home from school, he'll still hold my hand. And oh. so he does, Katie. And I'm like, oh, he's That's not so afraid to sweet. walk. Oh, yes. Walking away from school. And I, I feel like I just want to bottle that stuff up. And at almost nine years old, 
I find myself really wanting to continue to foster that sort of level of compassion that he has, um, that level of closeness and communication, because one of my biggest fears, I don't know if you feel this way, but one of my biggest fears is when he does get into those teenage years, 14, 15, 16, here's one of the myths, boys don't talk anymore. And I don't want that to happen. I want to be able to keep the line of communication open as much as possible. So that continues into the teenage years and beyond, you know? Um, and I think part of that is not judging when they're, when they are talking to you. Um, even, even Gil will say, mom, I know you don't like this, but, (laughs) and it's not like you think, but right. Right. And, and I just go, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I hear you. Well, that's maybe not exactly what I think, but maybe try to think about it this way, you know, it's like (laughs) continually trying to foster another viewpoint on what, you know, on whatever sort of aggressiveness he's leaning into, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I think the best thing we can do is, is be those good listeners. You know, I, I remember someone telling me a long time ago, like being a, be a soft place for your kids to land, you know? And, um, I feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I feel like my kids have, a little bit of actually definitely a different relationship with Paul, my husband versus, yeah. versus me. And, and that's fine, right? Like it's similar, but definitely different. And, yeah. um, you know, but I, but I agree with you, you know, I, and I think with Gil being nine and, and our kids being just like a little bit older, I feel like, gosh, we're in this like sort of magical time where, mm-hmm. you know, we want to hold on to that. Like you said, we want to, yeah. we want to bottle it up. And I agree with you about, you know, taking walks or something about being in the car, you know, where yes. you're not like face to face, but you can have yes. those conversations. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Completely. And they want to, they want to hang out with us right now. And that's yeah. just like a fleeting moment. Like it's not yeah. going to be long, especially um, with Owen. Like yeah. he's going to want to just be with his friends before long. He's 13 yeah. years old, you know? So I'm just, when he wants to take a walk or he wants to play a game or, you know, he wants, he's interested in something I'm doing, or he wants me to be interested in something he's doing. I'm like, I'm putting everything else aside and I am there because I, I feel like it was just yesterday that he was, you know, taking afternoon naps and yeah you know, needing a car seat. <laughs> I know. I, oh my gosh. Okay. Now we're going to start crying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. So I want to ask you what has been the best part of having a son and also what's been the toughest part? <laughs> so the best part, I, oh, I love, there's nothing I love more than when I see him take initiative on his own, completely unprovoked to do something nice for somebody else or be kind, say a kind thing. Or if he sees somebody hurt, he wants to do something about it. Um, oh my God, that like, I, that's when I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, I think that's yeah. the best part. Cause I think that's at the end of the day, what, all that you want, you want your kid to grow up and just be a good person yeah. and be happy, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the tough, the toughest part, I don't, I don't know if you feel this way or not. I've definitely never seen a bad Katie moment. <laughs> oh, it's happened. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> 
Really? <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. Well, that's it. It's like when I have a bad mom moment, like that's the hardest part because like I said before, they're watching, they're listening. Oh yeah. And it's like, you're the example. And the moment I am a bad example, I, I, oh, that is absolutely the hardest part. Totally hardest yeah. part. Have you ever apologized to your kids? Oh, all the time. Okay. okay. <laughs> all the time. I mean, right. anytime, you know, an F-bomb comes flying out of my <laughs> mouth, which only happens privately. Yes, <laughs> but I know. Yes, you know, I think, I mean, I would, I would think anyone, any parent, like there just gets to be a point, and especially right now with everything going on in the world, bro. We're all in, you know, these four walls pretty much all day long with, you know, with everything going on with the pandemic and everything. And so, you know, there's bound to be some days where <laughs> there's yeah. a little bit of frustration and, yes. uh, you know, and things get said and things get said in the heat of the moment. And then, yeah, I agree with you. I might, that's yeah. the same thing for me. You, it's almost like, you know, when you're a cartoon and you see like the speech bubbles, I feel like that happens to me <laughs> where I say something and I can almost see the words floating over my head and I just want to like take it back, yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. and even though I'm still mad or irritated about whatever I was mad or irritated about, yes. it still doesn't excuse me saying what I, I just know. said. So, yeah. And I think it's important for, for, for kids, boys or girls to, to hear that, look, we make mistakes yeah shouldn't have said that word or whatever it yes. might be, yes. <laughs> you know, or but. I shouldn't have made that decision or shouldn't have exactly. said those things to you, you know? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. What is the best part for you? I think, I think um, just, and I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, like seeing, seeing yourself and seeing your, your spouse and your kids. Um, it's, it's really funny. Cause I feel like with both of them, I see, I see different things, you know, and as they've yeah. gotten older, uh, <laughs> you see sort of the best, I wouldn't say the worst, but you see certain characteristics, yes. uh, that, that tend to come out. Um, but I agree with you about, about empathy. I mean, as, and maybe it is, I think, especially with boys, because there's all these stereotypes of like, raise a strong man and raise yes. a strong, which of course you want a, a strong child in general. You know, I want someone yeah. who's independent minded, regardless if they are, you know, a boy or a girl. Um, but yeah, that empathy, you know, when you, when you, especially when you hear, hear them say something or they reach out to another kid or they just do like a little something that you, that you didn't have to remind them to do. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's just, uh, it's like, yeah, that's just, you know, that's, that's awesome. I, I, I love know. it. And it's like these little moments, you know, I, I remember hearing, um, I think it was a podcast or a video about, so, and they were talking about parenthood and they said, it's like these little whispers, these little moments that like go by and it's like the wind, you know, <laughs> it's not the big birthdays. We all, yeah. you know, we take a billion pictures on Christmas, but it's like these little whispers, these little moments, you know, yeah. the ordinary days that happen. Yes. Um, yes. And I just try to really just kind of relish those little tiny moments. And honestly, that's part of why sometimes I'll share little anecdotes on Facebook. I mean, yeah. because even who, I don't care really who sees it. Like I want to remember it when it comes back I, in my yes. memories. <laughs> yes, completely, completely. Now this isn't necessarily a kind moment, but just last night we, <laughs> Gil was given the, this, you know, turkey, paper turkey, and the whole, the assignment was disguising the turkey because, you know, you don't want the turkey to be eaten on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so you could disguise the turkey however you want. And the teacher suggested, you know, some disguise it in a way that, you know, is important to you. Like something that is, that you like to do a hobby, something you do with your family, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, we play Sorry as a family a lot. Love that game. Do you guys play that game? We do. My kids love it. I'm not necessarily a big fan, but I will play it (laughs) because they like it. I love it because it's kind of mindless. I love it at like eight o'clock at night. The last thing I want to do is think strategically. But so Gil's like, I want to make my turkey as as like a, disguise him as a sorry board. Cute. And last night we, just the two of us sat down and he had the whole thing like engineered in his brain. It was like (laughs) so cool to watch. Like he's like, okay, I'm going to make the feathers. They're going to be the sorry cards. And like he figured out how to like make the belly, the board, and he decorated it. And he just, I was like his little sous chef. Like he told me what to do. And I, you know, okay, mom, cut this out. And I did that. And then he, it was just, it was like, I was standing outside of myself watching this happen. And it was the coolest exchange of, uh, of a moment. I mean, it was just, yeah. and that, that's the kind of stuff that excites me. Like, wow, yeah. he's, he's creative and he, he, he likes that we play sorry. <laughs> like that's something special to him that we do as yeah. a family, you know, and, ugh. well, and I think that's so important too, especially with so much of our time being online and, you know, with our kids being online a whole lot, I just think, you know, making that time for that, like, you know, stuff like that, you know, yeah. face-to-face time, board games, getting outside, you know, yes. playing, whatever it might be. I mean, one of the things uh, Luke got recently, he, we had to go to the school to pick up some materials because they're still doing distance learning. And so one of the things his teacher gave all the kids was a jump rope. And I thought, oh, this is perfect, right? To do to do some exercise. So we go outside and he's doing it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I used to love jump rope, right? I let me show you how let me show you how to do it. Okay. The last time I think I jumped roped, I was like 12, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not as easy <laughs> as it looks when you're in your 40s. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was entertaining. But we did it together and you know, it was fun. We you got, got a good laugh. laugh. You got a good exactly. laugh. Looks like, like, no, mommy, that's not how you do it. I'm like, I, I know, I, I know. And my memory. <laughs> I think it's hysterical that you thought at 40 something, you could just jump right back in and it would be exactly oh, yeah. the same. I was like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm like, oh no. This <laughs> <laughs> is not so great. No, not, not so great. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh my God. Oh, oh my goodness. So that I think, probably leads to a good segue to kind of talk about, I know one of the things we talked about is like, you know, raising boys and, and thinking about all the different emotions, you know, that they have from sadness to fear and anger and frustration. And there's a lot of talk out there about how to, how do we raise empathetic boys? Um, So I would love kind of your, your thoughts on that. I know we've kind of talked a little bit about this before, but yeah, you know, so you talked about, you know, um, you said, you know, we're, we're society or our culture tells us to raise these strong boys, you know, yeah. and that means not no fear, no mercy, you know, none of that stuff. And, you know, as, as growing up as a woman and as a girl and understanding what we go through in terms of all of the um, expectations on us to be quiet and be polite and don't speak up and, <laughs> you know, look pretty all the time, you know. No. And don't be bossy. <laughs> don't be bossy, right? And we're, you know, there's there has been, now granted, not, probably not enough still, um, but there has been a lot of focus on, you know, helping girls to grow up and not 
have those stereotypes on them. But I'm not sure there's been a lot to be said about helping boys do the opposite too. And that is to be okay with having feelings of fear and, um, and sadness Mm -hmm. um, and weakness. And can I read you a quote? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which Mm -hmm. I, I, I would read it a million times, million times over. She dedicates this whole section, this whole chapter to raising boys. um, And it's all around raising empathetic boys. And Mm. it so resonated with me. Um, And I just want to read you this quick quote. She says, um, we train boys to believe that the way to become a man is to objectify and conquer women, value wealth and power above all, and suppress any emotions other than competitiveness and rage. And then she goes on to say the parts of themselves they must hide to fit into those cages are the slices of their humanity that our culture has labeled feminine. Traits like mercy, tenderness, softness, quietness, kindness, humility, uncertainty, empathy, connection. We tell them don't be these things because they are feminine things to be. Be anything but feminine. And the problem is that the parts of themselves that our boys have banished from are not feminine traits, they're human traits. Doesn't that give you like goosebumps? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's so, that's so true. I mean, and that's what we want of any of our kids. We, you know, again, boys or girls, just it's those, it's that human, human empathy, yes. you know, that's a human trait. I feel like that's what's missing so much in our world today is that appreciation that all of these emotions are human, whether they're anger in women Mm. or sadness in boys or men, you know, it's all human. We should all be able to acknowledge them, feel them, and then allow them to, you know, let them go and, and move on. Yeah. Absolutely. I know you've talked about this book before. I, I feel like now I really need to read it <laughs> because you've talked about it a few times and I'm going to, we're going to put the, uh, the link to, uh, to that book in the show notes, by the way, for those of you guys listening over on the podcast. Um, yeah. That's, that's such right? a great resource. That's awesome. Like, what are all- you- go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. You go, you go. I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, how do you, I'm curious as to how you talk to your boys when they're really upset or having maybe, maybe not a tantrum is not the right word, but like <laughs> yeah. a breakdown, a meltdown. Yeah. Like how do you help them cope with it and get over it or through it? Yeah. I think to be honest, it's probably something I need to get better at, to be honest. I mean, I, I have a hard time when they are in that moment, you know, and it's like, what's going on? (laughs) Why are you feeling this way? (laughs) You know? And I think part of it is, I mean, I remember when they were little and they would cry and I would just like hate it. And I would hate it because I couldn't fix it. I couldn't, it was like nails on a chalkboard. Not that I hated, obviously them, obviously that was not, it just like, oh, bugged me to no end. Right. And I feel like that emotion comes up when, you know, they're really mad or frustrated or upset about something. And I, I can't fix it, you know? And so I have to work on that just for myself. But I mean, honestly, I just, I try not to just, I try not to be the fixer because I know for myself, a lot of times if I'm upset, I just want to be heard. 
Yes. You know, like I talk about this with Paul all the time. I'm like, you don't need to fix that. Just listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I, I think a lot of people feel that way. I would imagine. And so I just try to listen, you know, and like, well, yeah, I'll ask questions like, well, tell me how you, you know, how do you feel about that? And like, let's, you know, and just, just listen. And I think it goes back to like, just trying to be a soft place for them to land. Yes. Um, you know, and I, and I think a lot of times too, they'll get frustrated or, or there's something will happen because they, they messed up or, you know, maybe I caught them in a little bit of a lie or they did something they should, you know, they're disappointed in themselves. And, uh, you know, I always tell them, it's like, look, I always want you to be truthful with me. I may not always like it, but it's better that, you know, it's better for you to be as truthful as possible. Then we can always, we can work on that. We can work on the next step, you know, exactly. Together. Yeah. So just try to give them that. And then I think just give them some space, you know, yeah. I think so much yeah. of our, our kids are like so structured. I know so many families where it just seems like as an outsider, like, you know, their, their lives are so you know scheduled. And we were like that for a long time of like school and sports and scouts and all these different things. And I think one of the nice parts, if I can say that there's anything nice about being in a pandemic yeah. is like had some time to kind of take a pause you know, and like, yeah. um, not have to be so structured and it's okay to take breaks and it's okay to, yeah. to goof off a little bit. Like we all need that, you know, completely. We really do. We really do. I, I totally know what you mean about not being able to fix things. I'll never forget this one. Well, there were two times one was <laughs> in the car <laughs> and we were driving and Gil was probably, I don't know, two maybe. And I don't know. I, to this day, I don't know what was wrong, but he was screaming and he was screaming and he was screaming Oh gosh! and I'm driving. And I remember just like turning around and like screaming my head off right back. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and he was like, he stopped for a second and then he just kept on going. Like <laughs> so it's like, yeah, cause they can't, they couldn't really, they couldn't really communicate then. Yeah. And, yeah. Same as you, like now, <laughs> you know, it's so true. Like people just, they're just little people. They're just little yeah. versions of us. They just want to be heard. Like just sit yeah. with me while this happens or just listen to what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, we have found like when, he, when Gil will have a meltdown and he's learned, he's like, he, he knows when it's coming and he'll start it and then he will find a space where he can just let it out. And when he's done, he can come and talk about it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, God, we think they're so different from us, but they're just little versions of us. (laughs) They are. They're just, they're like mini me's. (laughs) They are, (laughs) they really are. And you'll, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like sometimes the best is amplified and then sometimes the worst is too. And you're like, Oh, you know, it's like those speech bubbles again. Like, (laughs) Oh yeah. Greg will say, Oh, he's got your Italian spark. I'm like, Oh, that's nice. Thanks. That's Thanks for that. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Aww. All right. So my last question for you here is yeah. if you could give a new parent, a piece of advice, what would it be? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> um, well, there's a million things, but I think it, it goes back to a lot of what we're talking about. It's, it's one, I think you got to treat your kids with respect, you know, yeah. um, 
And, and one way to do that is to meet them where they are. Like we were just talking about, like, just sit with it, allow them, you know, whatever their issue is, meet them where they are. I think sometimes we think they know more than they do. Um, and so, and they don't, they don't necessarily, and they don't understand the complexities like we do. Right. So just meet them where they are and then uh, lead by example. I mean, my son is my biggest teacher. (laughs) God knows that. (laughs) What about you? Yeah. I mean, can I just, can I say ditto? Cause that sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say just, you know, especially if there's anyone listening who is newer to being a parent or grandparent or or guardian or whatever situation you might be in, I would say, just give yourself some grace, you know, like nobody's got it figured out. I mean, I just remember early on, I think I shared this with you at some point early on, just thinking like, I have literally no idea what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, it's gotten better over the years. I felt, I finally felt like kind of coming into my own zone, you know, and sort of making making it my own, you know, I don't have to be like this cookie cutter of what I think a mom should be. Um, but it's taken time. And there's certainly days where I'm like, I, okay, now again, we're on this next phase, you know, mm-hmm. of like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so just <laughs> giving yourself some grace, you know, I think it's easy to look at social media and like, everyone's got it together and everyone's making these like Pinterest recipes, you know, yeah. and like <clears throat> know, the reality is, you know, behind that Pinterest, uh, is a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine at least for me. So absolutely it is. It's yeah. never, it's never perfect. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us suffer from perfectionism <laughs> ourselves. So absolutely. If you can give yourself absolutely. some grace and just understand <laughs> that it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah, for sure. So I wanted to, I wanted to mention here as we, as we get uh, towards the end today, I know you and I had a couple of resources we wanted to share. Um, and I wanted to just kind of mention those real quickly. I know you already mentioned Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I definitely have to read this now. So yes. um, we're going to link that below. Um, yeah. And you had another resource that you mentioned from Brene Brown. Do you want yeah, to mention she, that too real quick? She's got a, um, a book called The Gifts of Imperfection. Um, maybe it's the gifts of imperfecting parent parenting. I can't quite remember. So sorry. I think it is. No, I think, I think, yeah, the gifts of, I think it's the gifts of imperfect parenting, imperfect parenting. That's right. That's what it is. Um, I, that has been huge for me. Um, huge, huge influence. And, you know, she, if you've ever read any of Brene Brown's books or you follow her at all, she's all about wholehearted living and, and it's for yourself, for your relationships, as a parent, as a leader, um, as a spouse, as a friend. Um, and it's just, it's kind of a great Bible, you know, yeah. to, to live by. Um, be brave, be courageous, speak your truth. That's awesome. I've read some of her other books. I've read Dare to Lead and um, <clears throat> seen her Netflix special, which was awesome. Yes. Um, so I need to I need to check that out. That's That's awesome. So we will put those in the show notes below. Um, I know for myself, one of the resources I wanted to share in this podcast. So I read a book a couple years ago by, uh, Mayim Bialik, and I apologize if I'm saying her name wrong, but, uh, some of you might know her. She is, um, an actress, but she's also like a, like a 
an amazing scientist. I want to say neuroscientist, but I could be totally wrong. She's a very, very smart woman, <laughs> but she, yeah. some of you might know her from like Blossom and the Big Bang Theory. Um, and she's a mom. She's a single mom to two boys. And so she's got a great YouTube channel, which I love. Um, so I will link that below. And then I read her book a couple of years ago called uh, Boying Up, uh, basically how to raise brave, bold, and brilliant boys, which is, it's a great read, super easy, mm -hmm. quick read, um, but just really, check really- that out. Yeah, it's a great one. So I'm going to put that um, in the show notes as well. And I know, Christine, you wrote a blog um, pretty recently, about a month or so ago, about raising how to raise a good son in a tough world. So yeah. um, we'll link that in the uh, in the show notes below. Awesome. As well. Yeah. So, um, Christine, this has been awesome. I I have loved our conversation here today. If people want to get a hold of you, what are one or two places that people can connect with you online? Oh, Sure. I mean, they can go to my blog at believeinbalance.net. Um, and I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, my handle is Christine Carlo George. Um, my maiden name is in there. And my Twitter handle is um, Christine Carlo. So awesome. Katie, I just, I love you. You know how much I love and adore you and appreciate everything you do for your entire community. Oh, thank you. This has been awesome. I'm, I'm so glad that I decided not to have a solo conversation about this. And I'm so glad I reached out and said, will you talk to, talk about this with me? Because I, I feel like you have really enriched this conversation. So thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. So for those of you listening uh, to the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You know, this has been a great conversation Christine and I had, but this is not just between the two of us. We know that there's lots of you listening. So please reach out. Let us know what you think of the uh, of this episode. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know. You can connect with us on social media. We want to hear from you. And as always, we would love if you would subscribe to this podcast. If you enjoy it, leave us a review over on, uh, on Apple. If you're listening on iTunes and share it out, you can always take a screenshot and, you know, you guys know I like I'm into the social media just a little bit. So <laughs> tag me, tag Christine, share it out. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. Christine, thank you again for being here today. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you want more, head over to katielance.com and check out the Get Social Smart Academy. Also sign up for a free email newsletter packed full of great content. Until next time, get social smart.